It's the show after the show. This is the After 9 Podcast with Scott and Kat. Happy NHL trade deadline day, Canada and America. I just know you don't give a shit. No, they don't care. No. Don't care. We've got two major sports networks that each have five channels with nothing but trade coverage on all five of both of their sets of channels. And lots of people to watch it. Yeah. Lots of people are streaming it right now from work. As we speak, that's what they're going to do while they're supposed to be working. Some people, actually a lot of people take it off. My husband usually does every single year. He takes off trade deadline day. That's his thing. Do you want to hear what I just read? I was checking Twitter before we started doing the podcast. Okay. Uh, Apparently San Jose is taking calls today on Joe Thornton and Patrick Marlowe. Interesting. If they're willing to go. I believe they both have no trade clauses. They could be traded to a contender because they're at the end of their career and they want to have a shot at winning a cup. So they're taking calls on them. Will anything happen? Nobody knows. And that's the best part of trade deadline is all this stuff. Nobody knows. Nobody knows what's going to happen with the Leafs except for Brendan Shanahan and Kyle Dubas. But all these guys talk and make it seem like this is what's going down. This is my, what I'm t- I'm hearing today. My favorite, though, is watching the coverage from a broadcasting standpoint and watching them just like when there's dead years where like nothing really happens. Nothing worth noting like headline material. And they're just like standing around twiddling their thumbs, thumbs and they go like back and forth to each desk like, well, let's go to the analyst desk and see what they're doing. And it's like still fucking nothing. Yep. Like, thanks for coming out. Like now let's go to the insiders. We got nothing. Yeah, Back got, to you. We got shit all. And you? <laughs> like, they just keep, like, bouncing off of each other. It's great. Let's discuss that that shitty trade between the New York Islanders and Ottawa Senators for eighth-round picks in 2035. <laughs> Let, let's dust off this profile of this hockey player we've never heard of till today and tell you about them. Yeah. It's, oh, yeah. I watched him play junior for years. No, a, you fucking didn't. Here's a fun fact. He likes the colored turquoise. That's not a fun fact. <laughs> like, that's not a fun fact. Don't bother. But, you know, again, people are going to watch it, though. That's just how life works in Canada. It just is. Um, I got a lot of great DMs this uh, weekend. Did you? I did get a ton of them. I'm glad you reminded me about that. Uh, do you want to go first? Then we'll get into um, what happened on the weekend. Yeah, I saw one really, really, really good one. Uh, first of all, the amount of people telling us about the coffee that we enjoy being on sale oh, was boy. hilarious. Just hilarious to me. Um, but thank you so much for that. I appreciate it. I had several just about that. Um, somebody says, oh, yeah, there we go. There's someone who sent me uh, the picture of the box. I finally found out what you guys are drinking. So what did I win? Uh, cheers. Nothing. Love- Lo- nothing, absolutely nothing, by the way. We have a nothing for you. Crazy caffeination buzz, maybe with a little <laughs> bit of Coke. Uh, love listening on the GO train ride to work from Milton every single day. Sorry to hear that. That's a shitty line. It is. And that's from Polish Dad with a Bod. I don't know his actual name, but that's a great Insta handle. I got one from David Wang here. Hello, Mr. Wang. Well, there you go. I went by that name for a while, too. Uh, hello, Scott. I've been listening to you since you joined the beat. You and Kat are awesome. Keep doing what you're doing. I was listening to podcast episode 173 about actually seeing the new license plate at night. Uh-huh. I saw one this Saturday. If you are directly behind the car and you have a car length away, you can see the plate fine. However, any further back and no, you can't see it. It's even harder to see it if you're on a diagonal angle. I think it's the background of the plate reflecting your headlights to prevent you from seeing it properly. You know what bugs me about this whole plate fiasco? What? Is people are all, oh, this is fucking terrible. It's embarrassing. Blah, 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 blah. 
Yet when they take them away, you're going to be pissed off that you didn't get one. In fact, people are going out of their way to go and get one now because they think in the future they'll be able to get away with something. So don't don't do this whole, oh, Doug Ford's a fucking idiot and blah, blah, blah. Because like we said in a previous podcast, he personally didn't approve these plates. Mm-hmm. It's not his job. He doesn't do that. But you're going to love it when you get out of a 407 toll or out of a red light camera ticket or out of a... Somebody calling in your plate because you're driving like an idiot on the QEW. You're going to love that you had that plate. And that's why people are going nuts trying to get them before the recall kicks in. You can't be on both sides of this saying, oh, it's fucking dumb, but I want one. I definitely need one. I got (laughs) to get one. But that's for me. Um, I got one asking about the retail revelation that we hinted at. Oh, yeah. I've been waiting to hear about this all weekend. Here's what happened. I'll just say what happened. So... I was shopping. I don't know if I should. I was shopping at a retailer and a woman came up to me and said, hey, are you buying toys for your daughter? And I, and I said, no, she, she has enough toys. Well, just so you know, they key things in wrong at this particular retail location all the time. So this particular woman goes around this retailer and checks prices all day. You know, like the self check price thing? Yeah. Kay. You can go and scan it. Yeah. There's, they're in. Several stores have them, so you can double-check the price if you're unsure or if it's on sale. You want to confirm it's on sale. This woman does that like it's her job, apparently. Wow. And she had a cart full of shit. And she told me about a doll. I did it. I bought it. The doll was marked nineteen ninety nine, ninety eight, or whatever it was. Two cents. Stop. So the yeah. price tag said 1998, but when you check it under the self-checker, it's only Correct. two cents. So this woman has it figured out. I don't have enough time in the day to go checking all the, I, you know, that, that would be great. Cause I bet you she sells that stuff on the side, which is, is that nice? No, not really, but they're the ones that fucked up, right? Well, I don't know that they fucked up. They've probably got a disgruntled employee who is just keying things in wrong. Maybe. Maybe not, though. It might it might just be someone that's stupid. It might not be a disgruntled situation. They just might not be double-checking. It wouldn't be the first time someone screwed up at work. But it's constantly happening. She had toys. She had clothes. All kinds of stuff. But this one particular toy, I was like, I want to see if this actually scans out. So I went back to the store. I picked out the doll she told me was two cents. And I actually bought it for two cents. Really? Yeah. Didn't the employee raise a red flag when they were checking you out? No, because you go to the self-checkout. That's the key. Oh. You go to the self-checkout, they don't know. So you grab a product, you scan it under the self-barcode checker so you can see the price. Yeah. Then you check out at the self-checkout so employees are never part of this transaction. Correct. And you can get stuff for like two cents. They don't see it. Yeah. Wow. So I don't know what other things were cheap, but again, I didn't have time. I have two little kids and stuff. I got no time to go around checking prices of everything, but this woman had it figured out, man. She'd go to the store and be there for two hours. But I wonder who doesn't notice that she's sitting there at the self-checker just checking shit. Beep, 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 thing after thing. And also, this particular place, it's one of those places where you scan the item and it says out loud the price. So when I went to go scan the item that was two cents, it said out loud, two cents. And I was like, fuck, is anyone looking at me? (laughs) And I just want to make it clear that this is not a mom and pop shop because I would never do that. But in this particular case, I'm like, I spent enough here. Don't really give a shit. So I did it. So it's a guilt doll. Do you feel bad? No, not really. Not at all. Huh. But the thing I was considering was, do I let them know, hey, someone's been keying the shit in wrong or do I just leave it alone? 
Maybe it's a scam that the employees are doing intentionally to get their own stuff cheap. One, see, I think it's more likely that's the case. That's kind of, it's stealing, but not stealing. They're doing it deliberately for themselves. I don't know. It's hard to say because... If you're in charge of, or if you have the gun, for example, that can change the price of items on the barcode, you can just change it, ring it in through the self-checkout, and then change the price back. Maybe they're just not changing the price back. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know how many items there were. And I didn't talk to the lady for long at all, because I was just like, oh, I don't want to be a part of this. But then I went back, because I thought- Because you wanted to be part of it. Because I wanted to- Well, (laughs) and then I kind of- But no, I blame you for that, because you brought it up in the last podcast, because I told you- because I didn't want to say it to everybody. Don't drag me into your <laughs> fucking life of crime. I wanted to. It wasn't a crime, though. That was the price when I rang it in, so I paid for it. And I've spent way too much money at this particular retailer to fucking care. They've taken so much of my money, they can suck it. So I don't even think I'm going to tell them. But just so you know, if you have time on your hands, check the self-checker at the retailer you're probably thinking of right now. That's huge. It could save you some dough. I love it. Uh, more than half of hiring managers admit they've decided against hiring someone because of their appearance, according to a new survey. The top reasons they reject someone are visible tattoos, visible piercings, hmm. the way they're dressed, and their hair color or style. Okay. Maybe you thought that in 2020, yeah, I can have a tattoo. Like, who cares? Everybody has tattoos these days. Maybe you thought it was okay to not cover up your, I don't know, ACDC rules tad across your neck (laughs) for the job interview. Yeah. Maybe you should cover it up because while some are okay, others are not. Is this like an okay boomer moment? Is this the older... Hiring managers, and and I would tend to think that the hiring managers statistically are older. Are these the ones saying, I don't want one of those fucking kids with their their piercing through their nose or their giant thick earrings? I don't know. I I don't tend to disagree with some of that, and I think it depends on the place of work. That's obvious, right, that it depends on the place of work. If you are working at a place that's a little more edgy, right – yeah, you can you can get away with that. But if you're going into a place where the, there's a certain dress code and you ha- see clients or even if you don't, there's meetings to attend and things like that. It's a serious place of work. You should probably know in advance that they might not like it. And it comes down to a personal choice of the person who's interviewing you. And you don't know who that person is until you walk in that room. So it could be someone who's cool and it's like, I'm cool with your piercing, but could you just keep it a little like down low. I don't want you to come in with a full ring if you could just keep it like your nose ring a stud. Like just a really light sparkly stud, something like that, just not too aggressive. Like are you that, allowed to do that? I, I don't know I what don't, the rules are in the workplace know, anymore. I wouldn't know either. Uh, I wouldn't know either. The, but again, it depends on where you are and where you're working, but you should know that. Is that not part of your freedom of expression that we're all supposed to have? If, if I choose to express myself with tattoos, is that not okay anymore? Well, you're representing a company though. It's a matter of does the company want you to represent them in the way that you look. I think looks have a lot to do with it. Yeah. I'm one of those people. Yeah. Okay, Boomer. I I do think you need to dress the part. And again, the tattoos are one thing. Absolutely. Maybe you hide the ones that are a little more outrageous. I think little tattoos and stuff being shown. Like if I had a little tattoo on my hand or something, I don't think that's a big deal. I'm talking more the holy shit, you, where's your arm? It's covered. I can't see it. <laughs> so you're thinking sleeves, maybe a no? Yeah, like, I, I, depending on, the, again, it depends on the place that you're working. Yeah. Hmm.
I need a new tattoo guy. Mine's never available anymore. He just got too big too quick, and I can never get an appointment with the How guy. How is that possible? You know, there's a couple of things that I distinctly remember talking about on the radio or in the podcast that I made completely inaccessible for myself. Case in point, Mountsburg Santa. Every year at Christmas time, they do this. You go to Mountsburg Conservation Area. It's about 25 minutes west of Toronto near Milton. So you go in there and you take a little horse-drawn sleigh ride to Santa's cabin. And then you meet with Santa and Mrs. Claus there and you decorate some cookies. That's and cool. It's fantastic. It's just beautiful. I was there the first year that they did it. And they knew that I was a resident of Milton. And they said, okay, Scott, why don't you come out and experience what we're going to be trying out here? So I talked about on the radio how great it was. And like, uh, five million people messaged me. Where is this? What is blah, blah, blah. So I told people, and now I can't even get into it anymore. How does that make any sense? It's so freaking busy. And do you think I could call them up and say, hey, remember when I mentioned that on the radio for free for you? Yeah, now as it turns out, I can't get a reservation. Nah, they don't care. They no don't care. way. You were used, sir. Somewhat. You were used and abused a little bit. Yeah, I managed to get in two years in total out of the, well, now my kids are too old. They don't give a shit anymore. But I mean, Scott's going to show up drunk one year and get in. Fuck you, Santa. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. I mentioned my uh, tattoo guy once on the radio, and now he's so popular that he's like, oh, dude, I can't fit you in. I can't Seriously? fit you in until then. Yeah. Brutal. Drives me crazy. So I got to find a new guy or a girl. Um, Coming up at the end of this podcast, we will will replay today's missed connections from our FM morning show on 91.5 The Beat. It was a great addition, so stick around right to the end and you'll hear that. But a couple other things first. A bar manager has now been arrested over the Valentine's Day promotion that they ran in this establishment. Okay. I've actually been to this bar. I can't believe this happened. What are the odds? It's from Gwinnett, Georgia. And that area happens to be home to the Georgia Swarm from the National Lacrosse League. I was on a road trip with the Toronto Rock and I detoured out and went for a drink while they were practicing. I went to this bar. So I don't know what the odds are of that, but here we go. Uh, the bar manager. You're not involved in this, are you? No, this okay. happened since I was there. <laughs> okay, good. Although I kind of wish. I'm just making sure you don't incriminate yourself here. Okay, go for it. Tell me if this should be a crime or if bars should just be able to free for all do what they want, especially with consenting adults. So this bar manager in Georgia hosted a contest on Valentine's Day. The prize was $500 to the couple that demonstrated the best live sex act. Ooh, oh. She was arrested last week for violating two ordinances, providing entertainment with nudity and promoting a contest that encouraged sexual activity. She's 32 years old. She's the manager of Chiquita's Lounge. And this contest, like I said, happened just last week. Um, she put a bed on the dance floor and promised the 500 bucks to couples that demonstrated the best sex act. Some did it with their clothes on. Others took their clothes off and really did the sex acts. Like people were like blowing each other and shit like that up there? Yep. <laughs> For $500. Oh my God. <laughs> She also participated, oh my the manager. God. Oh, my God. It turns out that was very illegal. Yeah. Not allowed to do that. Yeah. My question to you is, if you put up a sign and you advertise, hey, this year for Valentine's Day, we're going to do a contest and you can win $500 and we want to see the best live sex act. As long as people know before they go in that this is a possibility, maybe you even put up that disclaimer like they do on TV, like warning may contain scenes of nudity. 
may contain sexual adult situations. If they warn people in advance, isn't it really just consenting adults doing something to try and win $500? And by the way, if you blew your fucking husband on the dance floor of a bar for $500, that's not okay. <laughs> that's not okay. I don't know. It sounds like a win-win-win all around to me. <laughs> well, he got a little blowy. I, I made mean, 500 bucks. Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> You get the title. It's great. I don't know. I uh, No, I don't think there's anything okay about all of it. No, no. Really? Yeah. Even with consenting adults. It's, it, no, like, no. Just go to the red light district. Just fucking do it there. Is it prostitution? Or is it not prostitution? I don't think there's any type of soliciting involved in this, right? So it's not like you're like, hey, stranger, let's go fuck up on that bed there and try to win 500 it was people who are willing, consenting adults, willing to do it. So, no, I don't know if it would fall under the prostitution banner. So <laughs> what it should. Okay. How about another, for instance, let's say you're just in the bar, you're there for the contest, or maybe you're there on business and had no idea what was going on. What did I walk into? I walk up to you and say, hey, if you let me dry hump you on that bed over there for five minutes, I'm going to win 500 bucks and I'll give you 250 that might be prostitution. That might fall under some kind of, uh, yeah, sure, in that Maybe. particular case. Well, we know what not to do in our local bars. Pass on that one next Valentine's Day. What's the difference between that and a wet t-shirt contest? I have hosted probably more oh, wet no t-shirt contests. There's no touching, though. Oh, cat. Oh, is there touching? Oh, shit. Oh, re- still? Really? So, back in the day, and I won't name the bar because they're not even there anymore, But I used to work in an establishment where we had a pool on stage. (laughs) That was the commercial. Because you're classy like that. Come find out why we've got a pool on stage at... It was funny. So we did this wet t-shirt contest, and I swear it took the numbers from like 100 people coming out on a Thursday night up to like 2,000 people in there and another 1,000 that we had to turn away. And it was mainly because of this wet t-shirt contest. We only gave away 150 bucks for this thing. But people wanted 150 bucks so badly. Wow. You'd get like girl in the pool. And it wasn't even a t-shirt at that point. Like We used to give them scissors so they could cut it up. And it was basically just like a string around her nipples. Right. So they would do this wet t-shirt contest. And as soon as the water went on, they'd rip that off. So they're topless, tits out. And then they'd bring a girlfriend out of the crowd and let the girlfriend like slap their titties around. <laughs> what the fuck? And I'm like... It's only $150. What are you doing? But people did it. It was nuts. And people were lining up to pay to see it. Wow. Live sex acts in a bar. Uh, I'm still trying to figure out if they had put up a sign and they'd warned people in advance, could they have gotten away with this? Because it had to have been one person who probably wasn't getting any who complained about this. And now we've got somebody getting arrested for it. Interesting. Nah, I don't know. In any case, in any case, um, close to home here, Kitchener, Ontario, a provincial court judge has declared parts of Canada's prostitution laws unconstitutional. Hear me out on this. Those sections are a ban on advertising sexual services, making money from the sex trade, and procuring the trade. So basically everything. He, he basically found everything mm-hmm. about our prostitution laws unconstitutional. In his decision, Judge Thomas McKay said the three provisions violate the Charter of Rights and Freedoms. The decision comes in a case 
against a couple from London, Ontario, who ran an escort agency. Because the judgment is from a provincial court judge, it's not binding. It's not like a a national precedent was set here where all of our constitutional laws regarding prostitution are in question. But nonetheless, couple got away with it. Yeah, that violated their their charter of rights and freedoms. If you want to advertise sex for sale, go ahead. If somebody wants to buy it, you go ahead. If you want to sell it, you go ahead. That's basically what the judge said, if I'm interpreting this right. I haven't read the actual ruling, but the summary seems fairly straightforward. Do you think they should change the prostitution laws in Canada? Oh, my God. I've heard many discussions about this. It even came up during the election campaign back in the fall Yeah, that maybe we should reform the prostitution laws and not legalize it, but decriminalize it. Decriminalize it. Yeah, I've heard that. I don't know. I don't know what the right answer is. And it's. I think in this particular case, it's okay to say I'm not sure unless we know a lot more about it. Because, hey... I, I actually don't know a ton about what happens prostitution-wise here and benefits of making it decriminalized or legalized or whatever and not. I think there needs to be a lot more research put into it before I say, because I don't know enough about why. Why do we need to and why do we why should we not? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I think we all need to get a little more educated on what's happening because the, if we're not in it, we don't know. True. There's uh, many who say that because you force it underground, it puts the women who work in that industry into a shady situation Mm -hmm. that they otherwise wouldn't necessarily be in if this was all above board. Right. But then they're also worried, well, more people who are considering being recruited, are they recruited? I don't know. I don't know how it works. More people might do it that shouldn't be doing underage, et cetera, that try to get away with it. I I don't know. I don't know what the right answer is, like I said. I would think, though, now that one judge has ruled this way, it's probably going to come up for discussion again. So Mm -hmm. be prepared. There may be another place. There was also a consideration that maybe Toronto, in particular, biggest city in the country, should have a quote-unquote red light district. If that happens, there's really not a lot separating us from, say, the Netherlands. Yeah. So people could come here. Drink younger than they can in America. We've got legalized weed and prostitution is legal. Yep. But you got to go over to Toronto Island and take the ferry of shame, so to speak. (laughs) That's exactly what they should call it. (laughs) Oh, here come the scumbags on the ferry. Filthy, (laughs) filthy ferry. (laughs) All aboard. (laughs) Uh, Are you concerned or surprised to hear that our smart speakers are listening to us up to 19 times a day when we didn't tell them to? No, not surprised at all. I thought it might be more. Northwestern University studied it and they found out that with names like Siri and Alexa, Cortana, Google, there's words that get co- or that come up in conversation regularly or that might be mentioned on TV just in the background that the speaker heard enough that it triggered it to start listening for a command, even though it wasn't the specific command. Mm-hmm. For example, they say, if you say, I'm sorry, sorry is close enough to Siri that it's going to start listening. And when it does listen, it listens for up to 43 seconds at a time. Let's test this out. I'm sorry. Hey, sorry. I'm sorry. Hey, sorry. Oh, Here's mine. There, go. there it goes. Yeah, you, there, I there know you're yours. fucking listening. I knew one of ours would do you it. You stop listening. You stop it. Uh, Whatever. Who listens to what's going through the speaker, though? Is there a person on the other end who's I, just sifting through this shit? I don't think so. Like, did they, you hear me tell my girlfriend last night, hey, sorry, I was drunk. It usually doesn't take that long. <laughs> Next thing you know, you got Viagra fucking popping up on your Facebook ads. 
That's exactly how it happens, though. I yeah, I I one hundred percent think it's can be. I don't think it's a physical person like Johnny back at Command Central is like. Oh, Scott's talking about boners. Let's send him this and that and that. There you go. Enter. I think it's all very computerized, and they have it in their own algorithms of how it comes in and out and flows based on the keywords that it hears when it's when it's listening. Because I think we've all been there before, where we have a conversation. We definitely didn't Google it because Google ads are one thing. But when we're just talking about something and then all of a sudden it pops up, it's weird. Have you been listening to my conversations? Because I was just thinking about this yesterday. I'm seeing more commercials for ask for the real Viagra at your pharmacy. Don't accept the substitutes. Ask for the real Viagra. There's so many Viagra commercials on right now. Is this seasonal? Like, oh, spring's almost here and the old people are going to be fucking again. Maybe. 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 Yeah. I don't know. I don't know the stats. What is but, the alternative? Is there like a generic Viagra? Yes, there's generic Viagras. I didn't know that. What's the other one? There's another one that does advertise too. Uh, I don't know. Somebody will DM us and tell us. But yeah, there's more than just Viagra. Huh. I had no idea. In any case, your smart speaker comes on about 19 times a day when you didn't tell it to. Yeah. And it listens for up to 43 seconds each time you do it. And think about that. If you're the type like me, I've got a, a Google Home and an Alexa. Google Home's way better for those wondering. Both in my house. And so then multiply that, right? Because Alexa's listening and so is Google. Oh, yeah. They're everywhere. And your phone on top of that. Clearly. Sorry. Uh, historians. All words that people say or that it hears that triggers Siri to kick in and start listening. And there's other ones, too. Mm-hmm. You can go through the whole list. I posted it at scottandcat.ca. Uh, two more things I want to cover here. Are you yes or no on this video that everybody is talking about with the guy who cuts his spaghetti he uses kitchen scissors for anybody who doesn't know and i'm I'm not preaching on this because i didn't even know about it until fairly recently as well there are people that have scissors in their home that they just use for food they don't like cut wrapping paper with it or cut off the milk bag or anything it's just for cutting food primarily handy for things like cutting pizza Mm -hmm. or flatbread you don't need to use that shitty fucking roller no. anymore. You can just use scissors and cut it, and it comes out exactly the way you want. I love kitchen scissors. They're the best. So somebody suggested that that's actually the better way to eat spaghetti noodles. Normally, people will stick their fork in and swirl it around, and at the most, they might use a spoon. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, they're just going to fit as much in their mouth as they can and start sucking. <laughs> nom, 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 nom. Yeah. But the theory is here that if you do that, but you cut off the excess long strands, you're actually eating pizza like a civilized person. I can't imagine holding the scissors, and I also can't imagine eating with my left hand when I'm right-handed, because I certainly can't cut with my left. Oh, it's a bad Someone's going to get stabbed in the face. They're going to stab themselves in the chin, or poke out their eye, or they're going to cut their beard and lose their shit because they were trying to eat spaghetti and not slop sauce all over them. You think this is a bad idea? Bad idea. Why? Don't like it. Just roll the spaghetti properly or enjoy, <laughs> the, or enjoy the mess. Roll it tighter. One or the other. That's your problem. <laughs> it just looks stupid, too. It looks stupid. In that video, it just looks stupid. But maybe it's that particular fella. It just looks like you walked into, I don't know. I'm going to do it. I'm going to try it and see if it makes things easier. Are you gonna? If it's difficult. Really? Yeah, if I come in with a Band-Aid on my chin, you'll know why. God, I can't come in. I stab my face. I'm in the ER. <laughs> your 50-50 chance as to why I've got a Band-Aid on my chin. <laughs> You figure it out. Um, A lot of people messaged me about my Instagram story from this weekend. Yes. It's remarkable to me how many people thought I got engaged. 
<laughs> oh, wow, that looks like such a romantic dinner. Did you propose? Did you pop the question? Is she wearing new jewelry? The answer is no and stop uh-huh. not doing that. I did not. Yet. Actually, yet. you shut up too. Yet. You know, it's funny because I can tell listeners, stop. But I can tell you, fuck off. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and I know it's coming. Yeah. I'm like, ready? Ready? Here's how to piss off Scott. I know how to push the buttons. So, so okay, we already talked about the zoo. You, for Valentine's Day, I didn't know you guys like were doing two different things, which I is d- interesting. I planned Valentine's Day, and that was not acceptable to her because we had to even the score, so she well, planned this weekend. Well, it ended up being not as exciting as you thought it was going to be, so yeah. Yeah, it was kind of shitty. So she fucking won. So you took her to the zoo, lovely, you know, for a great cause, whatever. And then she plans out not only a 90-minute massage in a salt cave, which would have been present enough, I think. Oh, that was great. Tells you to dress up. Yeah, she nice. said, put a suit on. Put a suit on. When we left the spa, back to her place, she's like, okay, you know what, go ahead, use the washroom, take a shower, whatever. Get a suit. Put a suit on. Okay, so you're in a suit. You're like, where the fuck are we going? This is yeah. exciting. What fancy restaurant. Knock, knock, knock at the door. The only thing I could think of was... Did she get us a limo too? Like, wow, that's great. Well, I mean, who else would be at the door? And I knew that I had to put a suit on, so I assumed we were going somewhere. I just figured, first instinct, she got us a limo. It was not a limo. That was the chef. Chef shows up with so much food prep. He had like five crates of stuff he had to use to do this. The guy said, hey, I'm here to make you guys dinner. So in the lower level of her home, she set up one of her living rooms like a, a nice bistro. It was a table for two that she had set up. Sheffy goes upstairs and starts cooking out like a seven-course meal. Wow. While we sat in this makeshift dining area that she created, drinking Pinot Noir and martinis. That's fantastic. So the chef comes down first off, and first course was he made mini Wellingtons, bite-sized Wellingtons that were phenomenal. No longer a vegetarian, I see. Nah, I'm back, back on the beef. <laughs> okay. Back on the beef. Shit. And second course, he brought out a salad and he created a balsamic reduction to drizzle on top. Delightful. So good. I mean, it was hard because I'm such a foodie. I wanted to watch the chef. And not that I wasn't into what my girlfriend was talking to me about, but I could smell it and I thought, is he using thyme? I want to go upstairs and see what's going on up there. I definitely smell fresh lemon. It was nice. Um, so he made this balsamic reduction on the salad, but he cooked fingerling potatoes and laid them on the plate as the base of the salad. And while that might sound weird, the combination of balsamic fingerling potatoes and all the various greens that he had in this salad was fantastic. I think it was dried cranberries that he put on top. Weird flavor combo tasted phenomenal. Good. Out came the oysters. So then we had oysters on top of that. Brought out the main, and it was a nice fish, and he prepared it perfectly. It was good. Then the lemoncello, which he made like a brulee. It was such a great dinner. And I'll tell you something. I know it sounds stupid, but to be dressed up in a suit but walking around in just socks, I didn't have to put shoes on. We weren't going <laughs> anywhere. Weird? Yeah. yeah. The fact that I could just get up at any time and and go to the washroom, go around the table, take a picture, that sort of thing. It was awesome. Having a restaurant without having to be around other people? Sign me up! So what else are you going to get for her then? Because you owe a lot more. Shit, I know. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm really... not saying it's a competition, but if it was... I lost. Yeah, I yeah. wholeheartedly lost. Yeah. I, I don't know how I topped that, though. I mean, from the massage to the 
the surprise of it all, I don't know what's going to happen now. I, I, how do I top that? She, it seems like she won. If you like it, then you should have put a ring on it. Fuck you. If you like it, then you should have put a ring on it. You're the worst. Whoa, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> and you will never be a pop star. Whoa, I'll tell you uh, that. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> never be a pop You're star. You're absolutely right. You won't. <laughs> Uh, All right, we are minutes away from the replay of today's Missed Connections. One thing I just want to mention quickly here, uh, some are calling this devastating for the Canadian economy and national unity. It's an oil sands project that would have created close to 10,000 jobs in Alberta and brought in roughly $12 billion to the federal government. They've pulled it. This is a story that I think people heard maybe this morning when they were driving in, and they might have caught it on the news when it was breaking last night. But the reason people are saying national unity concern is because Alberta is pissed. They're feeling very disenfranchised. So are a lot of the prairie provinces. And they're sandwiched between Ontario and B.C. And they feel like they've been left behind. Hmm. They don't have any elected representatives in Parliament because they don't like the Liberals. And they didn't during the campaign. And they're pissed off because this is another shot at their economy. 10,000 jobs. That's a lot. Think about that. 10,000 jobs. And it's not like the government said no to it. Although I'm sure Trudeau, when he got that news, was like, finally, something went my way. This week, the cabinet was supposed to decide whether or not they were going to approve this project. And it's very controversial. This is an oil sands project. A lot of people know and understand the oil sands produces a lot of carbon emissions, greenhouse gas emissions. Environmentalists hate the oil sands with a passion. They want it shut down. And it looked like the Trudeau government to reach out to Alberta to try and bring in $12 billion in revenue, to create 10,000 new jobs, was going to say no to the environmentalists and allow this project to happen. That's the way I thought it was going to go down, but Trudeau would have been called a hypocrite. The company withdrew the application. They said, the way it is right now, Canada is in political turmoil, and it does not have an established policy mm-hmm. where will choose jobs over the environment or doesn't matter what the economic benefit is. We are working towards carbon zero by 2050, that sort of thing, because we don't have a proper infrastructure in place. The company said our investors and the people who would buy this oil don't want to even get involved in this project. We don't want to start this project and then find out five years down the line. Mm, yeah, we changed our mind. Too many greenhouse gas emissions or uh, we're going to approve it. But then protesters are going to block you from doing anything and the government won't intervene. They said, fuck it. It's just not worth the risk. We're pulling out. So you're going to hear debate about this. People in the West are fucking angry that they lost out on all of this because they were all in favor of it. If you have a conversation with someone out West Mm -hmm. and they're hopping mad about this, If they're shit-talking the federal government on Twitter or Facebook or whatever, that's where that's coming from. That's what's going on with this project. And, I mean, I see it both ways. I'd love for us to be carbon zero now. Yeah, absolutely. I'm all in favor of it. And the reality is, and I just want to point this out quickly, I get that we have to go carbon neutral right away. If we can go carbon zero, even carbon positive, that would be amazing. But the way things work right now, we still rely on oil. And Canada is one of the world's largest oil-producing countries. This would have vastly improved supplies. In theory, it should have also brought the price down, too, because there'd be much more in the system. So we need oil. 
And now this is a major kick at the the resources that we could have been extracting. While we do produce oil or while we're reliant on oil, I think Canada should be part of it. Should we still be striving to go carbon zero in a lot of other ways? Absolutely. But I'm disappointed that this didn't get approved. And uh, I get why Trudeau's quiet. He's going to say this is terrible. We're sorry, blah, blah, blah. Because it's really not going to help him on the a national lot of unity. Shit front. right now, by the way. I'm sure he's How's wondering why did like, I run for a second term? God, like, what? What is he going through right now? Breaking I'm, news: It wasn't worth it. I'd, I'd love to read <laughs> that guy's diary. Yeah, <laughs> you no know kidding. what I mean. But that's the the conversation that people are having: environment versus economy, jobs versus greenhouse gas emissions, and and the debate is on. And the only thing I can interject into this is. We still rely on oil. We mm-hmm. still need oil. And if we're going to have to rely on oil anyway, it might as well be our oil instead of having to buy it from somewhere else. I completely agree. Yeah. So there's going to be, oh boy. You know, if we were hearing stories about the West wanting to separate from Canada, it's not even Quebec that wants to separate. Quebec's actually really happy right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. But the fact that Alberta and the West are talking about that, this is certainly not going to help. Yikes. And it's... uh. It's going to be a hot topic for a while. Oh, the stock markets are just tanking this morning when they open. I haven't seen since about 945, but even some of the business reporters that I follow were like, well, this isn't good. Shit. (laughs) And then you flip back over to the trade deadline day coverage. Three o'clock. Come on, Leafs. You got beat by a Zamboni driver on Saturday. You need to do something. Next level fucked. I next. didn't even see it. I just I saw know. It, the, the aftermath the next day. I could tell because usually you're on Twitter for everything. You're great with Twitter. You're always tweeting stuff. And I tweeted about it. And I was like waiting to see what you tweet about it. And then I remembered because I went on Instagram. And then I was like, oh, right. He's got a special dinner going on. So he's not watching the game right now. And at today of all days, you would have been like, what the fuck is going on? Oh, believe me. It's one thing because I'm in a unique situation on this. It's one thing when you're watching the game and, oh, fuck, goalie got hurt. When does that ever happen? Oh, my God, both goalies are hurt. When does that ever happen? Emergency backup goalie? I didn't even know there was such a thing. And the home team has to supply an emergency backup goalie for the away team. It's weird. And then the emergency backup goalie's actually going in. When you were watching it and you found out the story, oh, this is the guy that drives the Zamboni for the AHL affiliate Toronto Marlies, people were like, ah, good on him. He's living out a dream. He's actually going to get to play in the NHL for a game. Blah, blah, blah. They're like stitching on his jersey like real quick. Yeah. And holy shit, first star. He actually got a win. He'll be 1-0 forever in his NHL career. Great. Good for him. When you read about it the next day, just as a Leafs fan trying to figure out how your team did, and you find out you lost. To Carolina with the fucking AHL Zamboni driver uh-huh. in net, you think to yourself, that's it. Like, I've got to give up on this team at some point. Now is the time when I could probably jump on board and become a Capitals fan, a Flames fan, a Penguins, a Penguins fan, whatever yeah. any other team would do at this point. Boston, for fuck's sake. Oh. Cross my mind, Kat, and I hate myself for those no, dirty it, thoughts. But it's, it's a roller coaster ride, is what it is. It's it's up and then it's down, and then it's up and then it's down, and there doesn't seem to be an end. It's like you're on a shitty roller coaster <laughs> that won't stop. And then there's small <laughs> moments that are fun, and then but most moments are just like I want to shit my pants. But the entire time you want to puke. <laughs> the entire time, feeling like you're gonna something's gonna come out of one end, and you don't know what end. You don't know when it's gonna happen. That's what being a leaf fan the is. The drop could come at any time. A roller coaster that never ends. Yep.
And you don't know if you're going to shit yourself or puke, but something Do you jump off? Do you hope for final destination? You just fucking plummet? I don't know. At some point, you just hope it crashes and you can finally get off. In any case, David Ayers, good for you, buddy. No, I'm I'm happy for the guy. I know it was probably awkward the next day to all of a sudden be practicing with the Marleys. Being there, like being like, oh, (laughs) about last night. Yeah, so we kind of needed those two points. Uh, Well, all right. Whatever. Have a good one, everybody. We will leave you with a replay. Oh, disconnections. All right. They tuned it this weekend. Can you tell? I can. It sounds fantastic. They've got those that crew coming in like every month now to tune the piano. That's great, man. Misconnections. I think everybody knows the drill here, right? I think so. Uh, if you're a new listener, welcome to the Beat Breakfast. Mondays and Fridays around 745, we try and connect people looking for other people. And these are all from Craigslist and various other sources on the web. This one is called Awkward. Woman for Man. I think you had great intentions, but your execution was poor. That's all. You were the notably awkward guy at my work conference last Thursday. I won't go into too many details, but it was for a corporate event, and you worked for the competition. You were very sharp looking, one of these guys that did not understand how good looking he really was. Straight out of a magazine. I approached you as you chatted with a few people during the Mingler event that was hosted by Life Brands. That should be a giveaway right there. I wore a blue jumpsuit, and you told me you quite enjoyed the fact our politicians are loosening up on prostitution laws. (laughs) What a great opener! You laid out some of the economic benefits. A few people were a bit offended, it seemed, but I'm the woman that understood your points. You were drinking mango peach vodka with 7-Up, I was the one with the martini glass. I think we could have an actual conversation. So I hope to see you, maybe at the next conference. Wait. You know, there's certain subject matter you just don't bring up at mingling events, right? Like, oh, can we can we all agree here? 100%. Like, certain politics, things, religion. Certain things are not appropriate. Prostitution laws. Prostitution great laws. Example. Like, come on. There's other things to talk about. The weather, anything. And this guy has got everything going for him. He is going to own this conference. He doesn't even know how good looking he is. He is uh, an ace for the competition. And then you start up the conversation and boom, instantly. You know, it's about time they started loosening up those prostitution laws because that was really restrictive. <laughs> if a woman and, wants to do some hooking, she should do some hooking. It's great for the economy, and wow, it's awesome. You know, they just carry a debit machine and pay their HST instantly. <laughs> I don't understand it how, in any circumstance, at a work conference, I, I mean, because I'm thinking he was thinking about getting a hooker. That's what I'm thinking. Because <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't even know that he could probably have every girl at maybe, the conference. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> did he have someone with him? Now I'm dying to know. Maybe he did have one with him. Oh, boy, I have no idea. By the way, this is Bambi. Bambi? (laughs) We're only going to stay down here for a few minutes because she charges by the hour. This is an expensive mingling. Oh, no. Uh, Bambi's pretty happy, though, because those politicians, they're really coming through. Politics, prostitutes. Yeah, that's a weird thing to bring up at the beginning of an introduction. Anyone want to talk about abortion for a minute? No, no. What else isn't controversial? How do you feel about the teachers' unions? (laughs) (laughs) 
Boy, those rail blockades are really crimping my style. Uh, That's great. A tweet came in saying that there's uh, actually websites you can go to for proper etiquette when it comes to what you talk about at parties. Yeah, just make yourself a little list. It's pretty easy, but if you make yourself a list, jot it down. There you go. Uh, The next one is called The Girl Talking to the Dog. Man for Woman. So I was at a house party and I watched you straight up have a full conversation with the dog. Like I remember thinking, what are you doing on the ground, pretty lady? You were rolling around and giggling. I went to talk to you, but you were in deep conversation with Scruffs McGee about your ex showing up to the party. Looks like he was called to come pick you up and take you home to mom and dad. You were real hammered. Just want you to know I get it. I like the dog over the people too. But asking him about all kinds of really, really serious topics. Premarital sex and more. I mean... Scruffy McGee, how do you feel about the prostitution laws? Jeez. (laughs) You were obviously tripping something heavy. You seem like a nice lady though. The type of person I'd like to get to know. I'm going to go out on a limb and suggest there was more than just alcohol in her system. Yeah, I think so. Was the dog talking back to her is what she, I want to know. She was in a full-blown it, conversation, like in her head. Like, I said this, and then he said that. And then I said this, and he said that. Scruffs McGee is probably like... Scruffs a great name for a dog. Is she asking if I want to go to the park? No, no. She what wants she to saying? know what I think about premarital sex. Just and she's it. angry that her ex showed up to pick her up. <laughs> I don't know, Scruffs. Let's talk about it. It's just the tip. It doesn't count, right? Let's just be fair, right? Yeah. Good boy. I agree. (laughs) (laughs) Poor Scruffs McGee. He just wants a treat and a belly rub, maybe a walk or something. If a part doesn't go into another part, it doesn't count, right? (laughs) It's fine. Yeah. That's what I thought. My ex is going to drive me home, and I'm not sure if I should do anything with that. How do I thank him? (laughs) What do you think, Scruffs? (laughs) Tell me your honest opinion. Don't hold back. We're best friends. Forever. (laughs) Forever.